Welcome to the Jesus Didn't Die for This podcast with your hosts, Annie Cinco and Dean Ruiz. It's just two millennial women facetiously unpacking their generational, religious, and personal trauma. However, and wherever you enjoy your podcast, we hope you'll spend some time with us. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And now, it's time for the show. Hi, this is Dean Ruiz, and you're listening to Jesus Didn't Die for This. And today, we have a very special, lighthearted episode that's all about your favorite vegetables, Bob and Larry, and the crew at Big Idea Veggie Tales. So like any good Christian child, we grew up on Veggie Tales and singing in the produce aisle with Bob and Larry and Junior and Alfred and everybody. Mr. Lunch. Mr. Lunch. (laughs) Anne and I decided that we are going to do a top 10 countdown of our favorite Veggie Tales song. And it was impossible to pick just 10. Truly impossible. And it was impossible to rank them. Truly impossible. It's one of the huge reasons why we had that story on our Instagram, which we really want to thank everyone for interacting with because you really did help us (laughs) decide which ones are actual fan favorites. So I left Christianity in 2011, just shut the door, slammed it, didn't look back. A lot of this stuff I never went back to. So when I started realizing just how much religious trauma had affected me, in addition to all the other types of trauma I experienced, I went super deep on eBay, rebuying everything. Like I would show up in therapy with my CD player and my Adventures and Odyssey CDs and be like, oh my God, I was so triggered. Adventures and Odyssey is cash money though. Yes. Like Clubhouse Magazine, Evangelical Childhood Christian experiences that a lot of people were exposed to with the very limited media yes. that we had access to. Yes. But Veggie Tales was just something that literally until you came up with this idea, Dean, I had not gone back to, I had not heard. I hadn't been avoiding it specifically, even like just asking me a week ago, I could not have named all the songs that I just have now on my list and all the stuff we came up with. It was just funny because I don't have very many experiences like that where I can like go back to my childhood and just be like, oh, this is just safe and happy. And like, this is... Yes. That was like my emphasis on why we should do this is because we... I think this is like our sixth episode already. And like, we've just been doing a lot of heavy things. We need to make space. Yeah, it's shitty and it's fucked up. But we had some good times. You know, we still had some sort of childhood. Yeah, we had singing vegetables and a hairbrush. We had singing vegetables. We had boys in the sink. We weren't allowed to listen to NSYNC. Truly. But we had boys in the sink. Truly, boys in the sink. Yeah, so I'm really excited because that happened to me too. Like I went through like, it's on YouTube and it's called VeggieTales Being Iconic for 20 minutes or something. (laughs) Yes. And literally peed myself laughing. Was I high at the time? Yes. Is that related? Potentially. But I peed myself laughing. Everything was just so great. Also, happy Pride Month. I will stand by this. Bob the Tomato is a gay icon. Yes. Point blank. No ifs, ands, or buts. Alfred is a gay icon. The rumor weed is a gay icon. Don't come at me because it is true. All right. Anyway, you can go. (laughs) (laughs) I just love that too because I had all the same thoughts. So this is my extremely arbitrary list. My fifth 
favorite VeggieTales song that I did not remember <laughs> was Busy Busy. Yes. From the 1995 classic, Will You Be My Neighbor? And Larry the Cucumber is a flibberal loo. It's a um, play on the Good Samaritan story. And he is outcast because he wears a shoe on his head and he gets stuck upside down in a hole. And then Alfred comes by and he's just too busy. He's dreadfully, dreadfully busy. Dreadfully busy. Doesn't know what to do. And then another female, or is it a female asparagus? Somebody else comes by. And they are also very busy and they talk about how busy and how important they are while Larry is upside down in this hole. But then he is saved by, I believe, this junior asparagus Mm -hmm. who is playing the Good Samaritan in this Mm -hmm. um, vegetable melody. (laughs) And he saves Larry. I love it. I was actually really glad that I had therapy before this episode because... Again, this brought up a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. But we were just saying, don't you remember back in like Sunday school days, once you saw somebody like rolling in the VHS player, you knew it's it time for Veggie Tales. Time for Veggie Tales. It's time for Veggie Tales. We used to have, yeah, that it brought back some like actual nice memories for me, and it was really bizarre. It was really bizarre. I was fairly impressed with not only how, how well VeggieTales has aged, but the content creators, even though I'm sure there are many things that we would still disagree on. Like, I still found myself being like, okay, like, I still get you, Mike. I still get you, Phil. Yeah, yeah. Like, I get that. All right. So number four is, I had a very hard time putting this so low on the list, but that's also only just because the top ones are so good. The yodeling veterinarian of the Alps. Yes! The moral of the story, or should I say the moral of the silly song, is actually wage equality. We love to see it. Love to see it. This was the second silly song that was made exclusively for a silly song special. Um, It features Larry in the Alps as your yodeling veterinarian. And if you're animals have any ailments that you know perhaps traditional medicine can't fix larry will sing them yeah into healing yes that all works out fine and dandy until you have a bear yes <laughs> yes and it er- does. earlier in the song his nurse asked for a pay raise and she was rejected and then they had a bear come in to be yodeled to, and the yodeling didn't work. And the bear chased everybody, and they were like, shit, should have had somebody else on hand there. Now, the moral of the story is the point we hope we made. When you get a little loopy, it better keep your nurse well paid. Pay healthcare workers what they are worth. Pay healthcare workers what they are worth. Oh, and this was also one of the first VeggieTales songs that went mainstream. It was available on a Chuck E. Cheese show tape, which I'm not sure what that means. I didn't see it. I don't know either. I think that's pretty cool that maybe some of my uh, public school peers might have known. (laughs) Alrighty. The third one that I have is from, I believe this is the first VeggieTales special, the 1993 classic God is Bigger. God is bigger than the boogeyman. He's bigger than Godzilla and the monsters on TV. And the monsters on TV. (laughs) 
this was yeah so this is the one where junior is scared of a scary show that he watches and then i think the monster comes into his room which i thought was extremely frightening frankencelery frankencelery yes yes but basically you just gotta believe in god because he's bigger than the boogeyman and he's watching out for you and me um Oh yeah, this was the first song ever written for the series, even or even before the theme song. So this is very, very OG. Oh, this episode also featured the Daniel and the Lion's Den short story. Oh, that's such a good story. That, yeah. that song that is song. really good. Yeah. I have something I forgot that I what? want to add. Go ahead. So the fandom wiki for like all the VeggieTales movie, they had a quote and it was just about how they they were trying to make it more kid friendly. So like they're telling the Daniel and the Lions Den. Well, the way it actually goes in the Bible is obviously they see Daniel comes in and he's unscathed, but then everybody basically who put him in there, like all the wives, all the kids, like all the guys, like get thrown in there and torn, like eaten by the lions. But But because VeggieTales is kid-friendly, they went out of their way to say, um, and when you say it like that way, you are implying that the Bible may not be kid-friendly then, if that, (laughs) if you need to completely change the ending of the story. If you can't tell the Bible verbatim, then maybe you shouldn't be telling the Bible to children. A thought, a concept, a novel idea let's discuss i'm just saying that in the late 90s when a bunch of vegetables were chased off into the desert by larry and whoever else was a part of the daniel <laughs> veggie tales cast um that was considered a more quote-unquote kid appropriate ending than a bunch of people playing to death yeah for sure and, for sure i mean you have a fucking garbage disposal in the sink oh my god i forgot about the garbage disposal oh my god oh my i forgot about the oh my fucking god oh my fucking oh my god oh my god how is it not the same thing wow wow well because remember in rack check and benny they threw him in the yeah, the um... the fiery furnace where all the bad bunnies go. <laughs> where all the bad bunnies go? What does what does that tell you? What is that? ableism? What does that tell you right now about just like ableism? It's like, oh, you're a <laughs> fucked up looking bunny. You get what if your ears is misshapen? Sent to the toaster burner thing. Alrighty, so number two. You silly little pickle. You silly little peas. You think that walking around the ground ring the city to her knees? There are some power of this wall I've clearly demonstrated. Ah! But out here in the hot hot sun, perhaps you're dehydrated. Ah, pity them, Philippe. Mary, Jean-Claude, Mary. I love it. Josh and the Big Wall, 1997. Yes. It was a good year. Josh and the Big Wall, the slushies, the slurpees. We are here for purple slushies being thrown at you from like (laughs) six 
50 feet in the air. As a child, I was like, that's a slushy. That's not going to like hurt. And then as an adult, I w- as I got older, I was like, oh no, shit, that would really hurt coming from like that altitude. <laughs> and it'd be like so fucking cold in the desert. Like that would be so uncomfortable. So And sticky and sugary. That's one of those songs that stuck with me through time. And then my very, very top one, I will fight anybody that says this is the best one. The Pirates Who Don't Do Anything. Honestly, truly. Honestly, Honestly, truly. truly. 1997 is the first silly song featuring Mr. Lunt. Reliant K did a cover of this and I also didn't realize just how like I know Big Ideas was super scrappy when they started and I totally get it and it was 90s tech and computers but there are so many glitches in this song video of just like Mr. Lunt going literally in and out through the beanbag or Larry's tooth is missing or sometimes Pog Grape just like goes straight through a recliner. I love those. I love it. I love it. It's just such a reminder of the time and also just putting yourself back there when you're a kid like seeing all this happening and of course you don't realize that but you're just like wow this is like so cool this is like the coolest stuff I've ever seen so one of my biggest goals in life has been to go to Boston in the fall yes the very first solo trip I ever took myself on it was a few weeks before my 21st birthday I took myself to Boston and just had the best time absolutely loved it but I am so bummed that I didn't just by the way my memory works and everything I didn't have that for reference because I was like 100% guaranteed that was actually the original like (laughs) first that was the original pull to Boston no I love it I love it that is that is one of my dreams is to go to Boston yes in the fall. yes those are good yeah so I had a lot those of fun going through and putting these together Welcome to Jesus Didn't Die for This. I'm Annie Cinco. And I'm Dean Ruiz, and we have a very exciting announcement to make. We are introducing our Patreon. Yay! So stoked about all the light and love that we've received from y'all, and we wanted to set this up as an opportunity to have a little bit more interaction with us and for y'all to support us. Yeah, so we love doing this, and we are very excited to offer about five different levels of support each with their own unique levels of access, starting from monthly updates to on-air recognition and helping us decide our next podcast topic. You can be as involved in this podcast as you wish. Yes, and we also will have lots of bonus episodes. We'll have opportunities to purchase our merch at a discount. And we're just really excited to be able to have a little bit more community with y'all. There's a lot lot more that we can say behind a paywall. Let's just say that. Yes. <laughs> just a little bit more open and a little bit more laid back. And we're hoping we can just have some more dialogue with y'all. So thank you for supporting us. You can check out our Patreon. We'll have it linked in our episodes. Link in the bio. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. And leave us a review on Apple Podcasts because it really helps us out. And it helps other people like you find us. Exactly. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Tell everyone. Don't tell mom and dad. <laughs> don't, don't tell mom and dad.
Tell your friends, tell your enemies, but don't tell your parents. Yes, church kid rules still apply. Christian teen rules still apply. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Um, mine is different because, you know, like I have stayed in veggie, like veggie tales has kind of always been a thing in my life, even into the early 2000s. I went and I saw the most recent Pirates Who Don't Do Anything movie. Like I saw that in theaters. It was the one movie that like my parents would be like, oh yeah, for sure we can go watch this. Yeah. yeah. So it came out in 2008. Okay. And is stronger than I am because I can't really rank any of these but (laughs) there is one that sticks out more than everything as a number so I'll do absolute top to then like kind of blurred perfect number one is hands down back to back to back bops Jonah the 2002 VeggieTales movie yes saw it in theater literally every single song in this soundtrack from Billy Joe McGuffey Performed by Chris Rice on the soundtrack, Fantabulous. I've hurt my hands the amount of times I would clap so fast. Bald Bunny, truly like just a cute little bop that we love to hear. Steak and Shrimp, a cute little bop. The Pirates Who Don't Do Anything, obviously. It Cannot Be by Jonah it was like really sad and melancholy and we loved it. Message from the Lord where the whole fucking town is just like doing, what's the word, Jonah? And then you have fucking Twippo, who's just Jonah slash Alfred dressed up as Elton John or something. And Jonah was a prophet. Such a good song. Such a bop. Obviously, Second Chances by Anointed when they're in the literal belly of the whale. Gospel. Like a full gospel choir. And then In the Belly of the Whale by Newsboys is honestly like, I still know the entire rap of that. Like I still can do the entire rap of that. Yes. And then to tie it all together, you have the song that runs under the credits. Yes. This is the song that runs under the credits. Wouldn't it be nice if the song under the credits remotely pertained to the movie's basic plot? That rule has not been made. So for now, we'll have to say, hey, 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 hey. What the fuck is that? What the fucking genius fucking genius okay we need to acknowledge too with jonah i want to say this is one of the first times that we have seen water on a large scale in animation and i that is one of the reasons why i got into the field that i am in today because i was just blown away by the intersection of technology and art and everything that went into that yeah jonah a vegetales movie is truly a cinematic masterpiece and i will fight everyone who says anything different my second favorite would be Lyle the Kindly Viking, which was created in 2001. And again, it, it was a musical. And so my favorite quote from that is, Larry, you don't have to sing every line in a musical. Talking is okay, too. <laughs> and I just, I, I, I just love it. I mean, Junior Asparagus plays this Viking named Lyle, who, contrary to traditional Vikings, is kind and instead of going around and pillaging he actually goes and gives people pot holders that he makes (laughs) and it's so pure and it's so precious and the what's up with lyle is one of my dad's favorite songs ever and like he'll just make his voice really really deep 
like a Mr. Nether and then just be like, what's up with Lyle? And, <laughs> you know, trying to do like this like old jazzy bluesy sort of thing going on. And then my favorite one is the We're Vikings because it is like just such a cute way to introduce kids to the ideas of like, oh, here are these bad guys that like do these things. But it, it, I don't know, I feel like it shows complexity of the human nature because it's like, that's just what they did to survive. And they're not bad people, but they did bad things. Do you know what I mean? So I, I love that one. And, and like in What's Up With Lyle, Mr. Nezer goes, since 793, our strategy has been clear. Go get stuff from over there and bring it over here. And it's just like, I, I fucks with it. Like, you've got a thing that works. And then he made pot holders. And he gave them to the monks. Because they were just like monks. And it was, it was it's just a really sweet show. Just a really sweet show. I love that one. That's number two. Since I could not decide, I cheated a little bit and just took from everyone's favorite. So, which is fine. Thank you, Instagram friends. Thank you, Instagram friends. In 2000, we were blessed with the now controversial, well, I say controversial because it's a very controversial topic, but we were given King George and the Ducky. Yes. Which was the story of David and Bathsheba and extremely watered down, extremely like fucked up and like you don't think about it because all you think is ooh flannel grass <laughs> like that's what you think about <laughs> what's this it's a flannel grass to illustrate ooh flannel grass you know you think of the great pie war yep so yeah so like that's kind of fucked up that they chose that story and <laughs> My favorite is like once I became cognizant enough to realize what they were doing. He's like, look at all of your duckies. And he opens up this drawer to like so many duckies, which for people who don't know, the duckies are symbolic of like wives. And he goes, those were yesterday's duckies. And I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> like those lines of bitches were yesterday's bitches. <laughs> In King George and the Ducky, the... Silly song is Endangered Love, or most commonly known as Barbara Manatee. You are the one, one for me. me, one for me, one for me. So I love this, and it's so iconic because it's so like soap opera. It's so like chorus line. It's just so relatable. He's super engrossed in this show. And it's, there's a love story going on. And he's just saying like, Barbara, I would treat you so much better. And it's so relatable because it's like, who hasn't fallen in love with a fictional character? Who hasn't danced around their house singing about how much they would treat them better? And then it's great because Bob shows up at the end. And it's just like, it's, it's almost as if he's been caught like jacking off or something. It's like so horrible because he's dancing with this manatee. And it's just so great. And my favorite is Bob just looking at him being like, maybe you should read a book. And like, this is like, yeah. so I love Barbara Manatee. Every time I go to the zoo now and I see manatees, I sing, I sing to Bob at all. And it's just like, it's just so sweet. Seeing the manatees was hands down the highlight of visiting grandma and grandpa in Florida. Oh, I love so it. Barbara Manatee came out. It was oh, I I think I think we had we had a stuffed animal, a Barbara Manatee. I love it. Oh, I did too. I did too. Yeah, yeah. 
So that one was a very popular one. Um, this one was honestly the most popular one. Everyone loved it. I know it's technically my number four. But my thing is that, like, it's one of those songs where it shouldn't even need to be in the top five, top ten. It's just implied. It's automatic. And that is the 1998 classic from Madame Blueberry, His Cheeseburger. Because you're his <laughs> cheeseburger. My friend sent me a clip. I had posted a clip of it. And she was like, if I don't have a love like this, I don't want it. If you're not willing to sit in a drive through sleep in your fucking car, so that way you can be the first one in line for when I open, like, no. Like, I don't fucking want it. And then it's really fucked up, because then at the end, he just ends up going to Denny's. I know. What a horror. It just, okay, first of all, let's just say Mr. Lunt with, like, the one piece of hair that keeps coming down and like he flips his hair his singular bang his singular bang his amazing purple suit thing like truly great he was a snazzy cord he was so snazzy like he was he was he's giving me bisexual energy because he could like cuff anyone he's giving me sexy and confident he's giving me r&b He's giving me time of your life, dirty dancing, but just honestly, a great song. I I don't know how else to describe it. And then my favorite is when he's like, I thought you were going to sing about growing up in Connecticut. (laughs) (laughs) And then he's like, I grew up in New Jersey. And like, as someone who was growing up in New Jersey, I just cackled. So I was like, what the fuck kind of song would you write about growing up in New Jersey? This is boring. So. Yes. Thank you for giving young Christian purity culture kids, like, at least a reasonable expectation for love in a relationship. Truly, truly. It's like, if he doesn't love me that much, then it's not worth it. So my last one that I was like, deserves to be in this top 10 is the song of the Cebu. Yes. The song of the Cebu is from 1998, and it's from Josh and the Big Wall. It is fabulous. It is about a boy in a boat with a Cebu. (laughs) And I learned what a Cebu was, and I had, like, a really big advocacy for Cebus. I was just like, no, like, fuck, the Cebus deserve to lead happy, healthy lives. So I'd like to thank Big Idea Productions for um, instilling animal advocacy in me from uh, a very, very small age. I know somebody who's seen a Cebu. I love it. I've seen a Cebu at the zoo. Oh, I've seen no Cebus at the zoo. (laughs) And my favorite, my favorite, favorite, favorite part is Archibald's just like complete meltdown. Like I feel like that makes the song. So essentially what happens is Larry has this bed sheet and slide projector up and he's showing pictures of Cebu and Bob's like a sequential image stereophonic multimedia event. And this is a song about a boy. This is a song about his little boy and his Cebus. This is a song about his little boy and his three Cebus. He had a sick Cebu, a sad Cebu and a mute Cebu and also a hippo. And then his photos get stuck in this storytelling. So Bob's like, 
this is a slide projector in a bed sheet. But my favorite one is when Archibald just kind of like loses it. Basically, what happens is the slides finish. Uh-huh. And so Larry's just kind of like bullshitting. And so he's like, what happens next? Does the hippo see them? Is the pole mute Cebu successful in communicating the imminent danger to the other passengers? Is the boy injured? Why is the sad Cebu sad? Is the canoe wood or aluminum? I'm going to have to speak to Bob about this. And it was just, I just loved his complete global meltdown because I felt the same way. And like, now I know it's because I have like anxiety and shit, but it's just sort of like, what what the fuck happens like you can't just leave me fucking hanging you know and i didn't even have to look i know you guys can't see but like i completely recited that from memory like that was not i was not looking at the lyrics or anything so i had the lyrics pulled up and you were word for word i know i was word for word (laughs) i know you don't fucking have to tell me that i am word for word I'm and I'm inflection for inflection, bitch. Like no, when I say like my brain only chooses to remember media, my brain only chooses to remember media. It's like I know, I know the entire like I can t- literally sing probably verbatim mo- any song right now. Oh look, there's me and Bob at SeaWorld. Oh wow, ooh, ooh. forgot about that one. There's me and the Bulligan. He's like, this is me at the airport. This is my aunt Ruth. Is, it, is that the Aunt Ruth that has a beard? Is that the Aunt Ruth from... Uh, no, that's from I Love My Lips is when he talks about his Aunt Ruth. The Rorsch test, like, with the ink blots. <laughs> Just the... Um, it's, it's every single stereotype. And in researching VeggieTales, because originally in the Hairbrush song, it was supposed to be a razor because oh, yeah. Mike had the idea when he was shaving one day, he just started singing to himself, oh, where is my razor? And he, you know, brought that to Phil and was like, wouldn't this be funny? And Phil was like, ah, ha, ha, like kids, they shouldn't be getting into razors. And in this article that I read, they were very apologetic to Mike. They were just like, well, Mike was young and unmarried at the time. He did not have kids. So he clearly did not see why singing about a razor would be problematic to the children. Which, like, I get to a certain extent of, like, the idea happening. I could get being like, oh, that's a catchy tune. That's funny. Mm -hmm. But, like, I would never think, like, yeah, let's sing to seven-year-olds about razors. I'm very happy as a hairbrush and not a toothbrush. Yes. Um, I heard someone say it was going to be a toothbrush. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm not about that. I'm not about that. And it's, it's really, okay, so, like, I actually went on my personal Instagram stories and I talked about some of the VeggieTales songs and where is my hairbrush has actually like helped me break down like awkward scenarios and I'm just like I'll be looking for something and I'll be like and it's a nice way to just connect with random people yes I think you said the airport yeah I was like the airport or something I was like oh my god where's my hairbrush and then it was just like, oh, oh, <laughs> you know, it's just like, you know, it, it's just like a cute, it's it's just really cute. It's, I don't know. It's, there's a lot of things that I don't miss about Christianity. And there's a lot of things that I wish I never had to experience, but I will forever be grateful for VeggieTales. Like, honestly, truly. Yes. I think there's something so, I think there's something so special about for a lot of us, this was some of the only comedy. 
yes. that we had access to. This was some yes. of the only. And it was actually good quality comedy exactly. made for children. Exactly. I have nieces and nephews that are um, more in the toddler stage. I have godchildren that are entering their teenage stage. So like, I've seen the gamut of children nowadays. <laughs> Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. But being aware of like all the different media that's out there today, like I still think VeggieTales has a very special place and like obviously tying everything with QWERTY at the end and like a Bible verse. It's just like, yeah, okay, like I can do without that now. But the stories and the songs yeah yeah the stories and the songs are what stay the stories and the songs are what kept us coming back uh it it, they're a comfort Mm -hmm. like at the end of the day like veggie tales is a comfort and it's great that you said that because it 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 was comedy it was lighthearted. it was funny it was just something to enjoy and I really do respect Mike and Phil for doing that where they were just like we're going to make something that kids and families will enjoy mm-hmm. my mom and dad would crack up watching that yes yep and it's the one thing that like always united us as a family mm-hmm. you know yeah and at, absolutely there always were like the moral lessons or the bible stories or like anything like that but it also wasn't presented as like a hard banging over your head it was more yeah like it wasn't in your face it was just more like oh hey yeah this story's about this like yeah everyone knows everyone knows you should be nice to people and like you should be people's friends so Mm -hmm. here's i can be your friend (laughs) yes so that one gets an honorable mention and the second honorable mention is the one that everyone voted for and i did not put in my top five because while i do love it i don't love it as much as the other ones um and that is the hit single from Boys in the Sink called Belly Button. <laughs> just, I never connected with NSYNC or like boy bands or Backstreet Boys. Like that just, what that wasn't a part of my childhood. Boys in the Sink. Same, 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 Boys same, in the, same. When I saw Larry with his skull cap and his goatee. Jesus Christ. I was like, fuck it up, dude. Let's go, bro. Yes. Let's I was go, like, my bro. This is, this is a different era. This is a thing. And it, it gave, I mean, it's, it's not the same. It will never be the same. But it also, it gave us, like, at least enough tangential to be like, okay, like, even though we right. can't listen to NSYNC, we still have, like, the cool right. boy band, even though they're animated vegetables. Right. It, it made us feel relevant <laughs> where it was like, yeah, we get the boy band craze. Yeah, it, it is very interesting. And that, like, that's sort of something that like has come up for me with going through VeggieTales and it's like remembering how isolated it made me because I only knew VeggieTales references. I wasn't allowed to watch Disney Channel growing up. I mean, I would sneak it with my grandma and then one of my siblings would say something and then I would get in trouble because I, you know, let them watch Hannah Montana or something. So like I never grew up watching Hannah Montana or Wizards of Waverly Places. Like I, there's so much modern culture of my generation that I don't know I've never seen I don't I didn't see Shrek until I was in my 20s yeah so it's just it brought some of that up but at the same time it was like well this was fun this was good and it really did bond me with people so I appreciate that but Belly Button is a hilarious song it talks about the the problems with healthcare. (laughs) say more say more (laughs) 
um well it's actually funny because someone like went on a deep dive and I don't know where this was or how we got on this topic but we were basically talking about how belly button is a song about reconstructive surgery and it's happening to Mr. Lund and so is is Mr. Lund actually Mrs. Lund you know there's so many things that we could like pull from it but um, I think it's Khalil, the caterpillar, who I absolutely fucking love Khalil. Like, yes. I, I love him. His mother was a caterpillar. His father was a worm, but he is okay with that now. Uh, <laughs> he, he plays this doctor and he's just like, it may be covered by your shirt, but not your HMO. And it's just like, <laughs> it's, it's so stupid and it's so fun and I love it. And it's just, oh my God. God, like truly just good quality fun. Yes. My recommendation to anyone listening is choose your toxin of choice. Get shwasted in whatever way that is a healthy form of shwasted. And just go watch some fucking Veggie Tales. Yes. Go watch some fucking Veggie Tales. Nate did not grow up watching Veggie Tales. And so I always tried to get him to watch Veggie Tales. And he's like, no, fuck that shit. And he's just like, it's weird. I don't have an emotional attachment to it. Like, he doesn't have an emotional attachment. Like, I do. Right, so it's right. weird. Because I'm just like, oh, my God, isn't this funny? Isn't this hilarious? And he's like, no, it's really not. So the fact that we have this connection with it and we can enjoy it, I say go out and do that because it's great. Yeah. It's fun. And it's, again, like, surprisingly for me, I guess maybe that's the reason why I didn't go back to it necessarily right away because I wasn't like, oh, this is where the trauma happened or like, this is where I got right. indoctrinated. This is like one of the things I need to re-examine. It was just like, oh yeah, VeggieTales. And it's true I mentioned that I feel like we just have to do we're doing runner-ups now is the stuff mark rap. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so I have always wanted to go to the stuff mark. I've been to Costco. I've been to Sam's Club. <laughs> I've been to all these places. I don't fucking want, I've been to Menards. I don't fucking, I, give me the fucking stuff mark do you need a rubber hose we got those a 20 gallon watch they're in stock and if you need refrigerators keep the extra mashed potatoes or a giant air compressor to both refresh up your dresser or a dehydrated shooter or a nosion for your pooter or a five point hundred tuna and some slippers to go scuba 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 scooby dooby dooba here we go scuba Come on, but if you need a window scraper and a grocery toilet paper and a retrospective set and pliers and a strong set and pliers and a solo chucky chopper or a padded gopher bopper and a flannel shirt for looking grungy and some rope for going grungy. <laughs> I can't do that last part. I just loved it. I love it. I, I love that it was just like old timey salesman. As a as a kid, I was looking at it, I was like, that's the weirdest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, why would someone go to someone's house? <laughs> I love it. Alrighty. Well, thank you for listening to this week's episode, y'all. We are Annie Cinco and Dean Ruiz. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at jddftpodcast and send us a Gmail at jddftpodcast at gmail.com. And we hope you keep listening. We have our Patreon available if y'all want to hang out with us some more. And we'll see y'all in a couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If there are any songs that you think should have been listed in our top 10 please let us know and we will share it on the instagram stories that we have saved remember god made you special and he loves loves you you very much much. (laughs) (laughs) let's see if cordy has a verse for us oh hang on hang on i'm just gonna open my bible I'm just going to Google the Bible and see if we have a random verse for today. Google Google Bible verse.
Bible verse of the day. Let's see what comes up. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Proverbs 15.1. I don't know if it's just like the way you read it. That makes me think like it, what it is, that is actually a verse from A Veggie Tale. If you know the episode of Veggie Tales that this may have been used in or a similar verse, let us know. Alrighty, everyone. Toast one to Bob and Larry when you use the garbage disposal. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. This has been the Jesus Didn't Die for This podcast with Andy Cinco and Dean Ruiz. We appreciate you taking the time to listen, however and wherever you may enjoy your podcast. We'll see you next time.